strange and formidable things may grow from humble beginnings. Back in 1997 in the remote town of Jonzu, beyond the great vast forest of eastern Finland, some teenage metalheads got together to play loud, fierce music, drink beer and have some fun. Little did they know that two decades later, they would be saluted as one of the spirits of the genre, preparing to release their eighth studio album and embark on another world tour. Consisting of 10 songs and over an hour of music, Insomnium's Heart Like a Grave evolved to be an epic tour de force of Finnish melancholy, drawing inspiration from some of the bleakest tales, lyrics and poems of the North. With four composers in the band, the sound of Insomnium is now richer and more versatile than ever before, and yet the essence and the core of the music is the same as it was 22 years ago. The tree grows new branches, but the roots go deeper into the black-rimmed soil. Heart Like a Grey will be released on October 4th, 2019 via Century Media Records. Melancholic but heartfelt, tear-jerking but darkly heavy, Insomnium's new album is a shining light of excellence. The Finnish metal is delivering an exceptionally strong performance that is, is emotionally raw as it is crushing. Whale of the North showcases this with a melancholic piano to start with before it moves up a metal gear. Harsher riffs, the senses are dulled by a chill blowing in from the Finnish lands as the deep and guttural vocals come forth to entrance. Valediction is a bit more intense, the tempo high and the riffing warming the bones, although the goth-tinged clean singing does much to try and cool things down. It's a mightily strong effort though. As is the more savage Neverlast, a track that has all the fire and the rage of death but is constructed to be a more emotional listen. Now, as good as these first three are, the only one that really gave the sense of epic was the opener. However, all that changes with a gargantuan pale morning star, a near nine-minute tale of sorrow and suffering, played out in Insomnium's impactful way that tears at the soul while also driving the head to bang as hard as possible. After that impressiveness, the sadness of the melodic metal takes its ultimate form with the devastating and bells they toll. The offering has a higher tempo with savagery in the vocals and some generally excellent guitar riffs. The melodic downturn just over the halfway point is the stuff dreams are made of. Insomnium have nailed an album of the year contender before the album is even close to being over. The variety on show thrills. It feels like an evolution of their sound but not a million miles away from Insomnium either. It's not over yet though, as Mute Is My Sorrow pushes a catchy beat to the forefront. Twilight Trails has one of the best melodic drops and builds back up of the entire album. The extraneous elements really sing in here. The title track is slow, dark and melodic, but very heavy when it wants to be, but also soars like a bird through stormy clouds. This belt of an album doesn't disappoint, even to its final moments, as Cariella's guitars build and build, leading the way instrumentally for a crushing drawl of enlightening heaviness. It is spectacular. The album as a whole is spectacular. Heart Like a Grave will be released on October 4th, 2019 by Century Media Records. Make sure you check it out. Let us know what you think in the comments. Hit that like and subscribe button. All right, well, we'll get started with the straightforward question. How is everything in the Insomnium camp? <laughs> well, I think uh, everything is really, really fine. Uh, we're really happy with the album. And the reaction from the fans so far from the media is, is very good. And it is what I expected because I have a really good feeling about it. I know it's a strong album. It sounds like Insomnium. Uh, fans will not be disappointed um, we have a new lyrics video coming out tomorrow uh, from the longest song on the album the pale morning star and uh, 
And then the album is coming next week, and then we have the shows starting, and the Finnish shows are already sold out, so it, one month in advance, so it looks really good, and uh, we're in a good mood. It's the busiest time, really, isn't it? The build to it the is. release of a new album. Is this something you enjoy, or are you just desperate now to get out? <laughs> uh I enjoy it. I, I like to do the interview stuff and uh, and promoting the videos and stuff like that. And I kind of enjoy that. But mm. yesterday when I had actually time to sit down and write some new music, okay. it was like, phew, this is what I really love to do. And uh, so I'm happy when we get this all done and we can concentrate on making new songs and, and playing the live shows again. So uh, that's the thing that we really really love to do it's kind of like a train really taking off getting faster and faster and you kind of waiting gets to the station which is the album release yeah that's true and i think our train is just going faster and faster every every year and uh, but uh, as long as it's fun i will enjoy the ride absolutely so after such a unique proposition with winter's gate in 2016 is heart like a grave back to basics for Insomnium, just kind of like what felt right this time around? Well, exactly. Uh, Winter's Gate was a great thing to do and a successful thing. Everybody liked it. And But after we had played, played it live for two years, every show, we felt like, okay, now we'll want to do something more traditional again. Let's get back to the basic album form. And uh, we just started making music, everyone by the, by themselves doing the demos and what felt right, what felt natural, just the way we've always done things. Uh, we didn't take any pressure from what Winter's Gate was or how successful it was and or what people would expect us to do. We just mm. started making music and this time it turned out to be like this. You you guys were playing Winter's Gate in full at shows as well. I don't want to say yes. you were sick of it by the end, but you must have been looking forward to a break. Yeah, that's that's the right way to put it. Uh, it was great to play it live. And uh, I, I really love the album, and I also like to play it live. But after two years, when you play it every, at every show in mm. full, you feel like we need a break from this, so... Maybe in a 10 years we'll do an anniversary tour <laughs> with Winter's Gate, but uh, I think we, now when we tour with the new album, we're not going to play uh, anything from the Winter's Gate. Uh, it doesn't, uh, we feel that we want to play the whole thing yeah. uh, or nothing. Um, there were some shows where we were the support band and we still had to promote Winter's Gate, so we played parts. But it didn't really feel good, uh, so we we would rather play the whole thing or than nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting at the start you said that Insomnium fans are going to feel quite at home with this new album, because ultimately this is very not a throwback, but it's an evolutionary sound while also sort of staying true to core roots. Would you say that's fair? That's fair, and uh, of course it's always balancing between. You want to try something new and fresh, and you don't want to repeat yourself, mm. but still you want to keep that sound that people like, 
and uh, what is recognizable and what is the core of Insomnium. And when you write new music, you of course think about those things all the time. And uh, but it all comes from the heart and from the soul, and we really do what we want to do. And uh, of course, it can happen sometimes that somebody points out that okay you've done this riff but actually this sounds a bit too much like this riff here six years ago yeah and when we're like oh you're right okay <laughs> we have to scrap that so of course we monitor the situation and <laughs> we don't want to repeat ourselves but uh but you're right it's a traditional insomnium album in many ways i think fans will find it homely and find it to sound like insomnium and uh and that's the thing, of course. We want to sound like Insomnium always. Yeah, well, you want to be consistent as well. Is there yeah. a particular track in the album that you're most proud of? Personally, me, I'm glad you mentioned it already, but Pale Morning Star is absolutely incredible. It is. And actually, you're the third or fourth journalist in a row now that <laughs> says that it's the favorite track yeah and i would say it's also my favorite track it's sort of like winter's gate in a compressed form so same kind of vibe and atmosphere but yeah. only nine minutes uh, so it turned out to be really really good um but it's a really strong package i that's why we have 10 songs and over an hour of music because Okay, many people could say that you should leave one or two songs out. It's too long. But we wanted to have it like this. We felt it's a package like this, and we don't want to drop any of these songs out. And like, uh, we are happy with this with this product as it is. So I think we have ten ten different songs, all all great in a, in a different way. There's there's the softer stuff and the hit songs, and then there's long progressive soundtrack vibe songs and, and everything in between. So all kind of stuff that all that we've used all the tricks mm. we can do, I would say, with this album. See, I find it quite interesting that you say, you know, anyone would be saying to you, oh, it's too long, or you should drop this song or drop that song. If you feel it completes the album and this is the story you want to tell, then it has to be in. It has to be. And we talked about it, that it's, it's a long album. Mm. Nowadays, especially rarely bands make albums that are this long, but we already had this certain structure there and the song order that we were kind of used to when we were listening to the demo versions and, and everything. And, 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 and in, in the end, we wanted to stick with that. We mm. felt like we don't want to take anything off that it would kind of mess up the whole thing and order and balance. And uh, we ne would need to rearrange everything. So we want it to be like this. And uh, and personally, mm. I think if, if I like some band and they produce stuff that I love, the more the better. I, I don't mind listening to long albums at all. So... I'm pretty sure that most fans are only happy that we have a lot of material, like over an hour of music this time. Well, yeah, because it's not like you're not a pop band. You're not going to be releasing a new album in six months' time. This is will be it for yeah. a while. <laughs> yes, that's true. So it might 
be three years when we produce the next thing. So you're right about that. So do you think you're at the best stage of careers, of your careers at the moment? Or is Heart Like a Grave the best work you've done since the last one and the next one? Is that how you see it? <laughs> it's hard to say. I think we are in a good, very good shape right now. I think we are we are enjoying this. We are enjoying doing music and playing live. Mm. And But still I feel that we're learning all the time. We are improving we're getting better and better and i would say we have the same passion and, and flame inside like 20 years ago for for making music and doing this kind of stuff so this is the time of our lives yeah i would say and uh, we're in a prime prime form right now and i hope it will last and we will still develop in the future it was interesting you say that because you say about still having the passion, the fire, because I was going to say you're a band synonymous with consistency when it comes to high quality releases. And it was why you think that is. Well, we've always been kind of our own worst critics that uh, when you present the ideas to the other guys first, that's the toughest part, mm. which riff and which part will make it through that to the final stages. And so that can be frustrating. At some point, you have some riff that you think this is great, but the other guys will say that's not good enough. Okay. And uh, we've always done albums like this. And it can be frustrating, yeah, but we already, everybody knows how it works. So... Mm. Uh, it doesn't get personal. Uh, and in the end, it's only a good thing because the final product will be something that we all can say that this is only good stuff here. Every every single part is approved by everyone. <laughs> and, and we like these. So it will produce consistent, good albums. So uh, that's the way we we've always done. That it makes sense if you all agree and if i guess the audience and critics say hey we don't like it you get to all look at each other and say well we all we all just decided that exactly exactly that's their problem if they don't yeah. like it like we are kind of selfish when we do music we only try to please ourselves mm. and and the guys in the band and ourselves if we are happy with it then that's good enough and so far we've been fortunate and lucky that other people like it as well mm. and uh, with the new album i see no reason why this wouldn't continue because um, yeah i have a good feeling about this album and how how people will react when they hear it all yeah so you you guys been doing this a while. You've witnessed so many changes within the music industry. Yet you basically stayed relevant. Is there anything that you can put your finger on and say, well, that helped us? That's a good question. Uh, um, yeah, the band is like twenty two years old now, mm -hmm. and the first album came in two thousand and two. Um, Way before streaming and YouTube and all that. Yes, way, way before that. Um, there was MySpace period mm. at some point, and, and then Facebook came, and, and YouTube and Spotify came, and 
but uh, we haven't really stressed out about those things. Uh, we've just concentrated on on our stuff, doing music, playing good live shows, uh, doing that what we can do as good as we can. Yeah, and um, that's why we've stayed around for so long, and and we found that audience that that likes us and follows us and supports us and even though the record sales are not the same like Mm. in general i'm talking in general what they were before but still like our figures are only getting higher with every every release so we can hopefully keep on doing this in the future as well and and make a living with this still in the future and that's that's the plan at this point well you're one of the most respected bands in the industry but of course you could never have envisioned where you'd be as a band back in 97 however was there ever a point where you sat back and thought wow we're an internationally touring and successful band or has it always been about riding the waves and seeing what happens next probably the latter Mm -hmm. of course you there are times when you just sit down and think about what you have achieved and here we are touring touring Japan and, and Australia and, and Canada and all all these cool places and uh, you have a lot of followers all over the world and basically we can go to any country and play a show and there will be people and it, yeah. will, it will be good and we have achieved all that uh, but we're also it has happened so slowly mm. that you you get <laughs> Yeah, you have a chance to get kind of used to it, and that that's the new normal again. So, and I think it's only a good thing because basically we're the same kind of down to earth guys as we were 20 years ago. Uh, a long, a long road to success. It's the key to staying sane in all this. Like, if this would happen all overnight when you are 20 years ago, you would probably just mess up with your mind and bad things happen we all know that what yeah. happens to young kids when they become rock stars just like that but uh it has been a long long winding road for us and uh, but um, but you must be satisfied you earned it then i'm very satisfied and it feels that we have earned it and we have really worked hard for all, all these years and it hasn't always been easy mm. and there has been times when you are thinking about it, is there any point in doing this anymore but we've gotten like past those those difficult times and moments and kept on doing this and and uh, at this point it feels really good um, we're going up still like it has been the feeling we're always going going higher and up and um so it feels exciting and you want to see what's behind the next corner and where you can still go with this band so these are, these are good times yeah talking of good times then you've already mentioned it but this massive european tour throughout november and the beginning of december you've already said you're looking forward to getting out on the road again is there anywhere specific you're excited to play or is it just Let's get out there. Uh, I just want to 
go on that tour and there are so many great cities there yeah where we played great shows and i know there's a great audience waiting there uh we'll get totally bananas when we start playing and it will mm. be great and it's an awesome package with those the black dollar murder and stamina it will be really really crazy night um, every, every time so i'm really looking forward to it and uh it will be our biggest headliner tour for sure um, i'm sure about it so it will be really exciting to see yeah when i looked at it i couldn't believe how many dates there were it was um an absolutely gargantuan tour yeah it's like five weeks i think mm. so and then next year in march april 2020 you're doing dates in the us and canada and that's kind of an, a, a different beast but is that something you relish the the touring of america and canada yeah it's a different beast um but we've done it so many times that we know how you have to <laughs> deal with touring it there it's different mm. um but uh it can be fun and of course it's a bit more exotic than touring in europe <laughs> when you are so far away from home but uh like the places are probably a bit smaller and like the they're a bit crappier <laughs> <laughs> like uh compared in europe we play quite nice big venues already yeah. but in usa if you want to get a big nice venue then you it has to be like plus 1000 capacity already so kind of five six hundred capacity places are usually kind of shitty mm. but we know how it is you can still have great shows there and the audience is always good in, in usa yeah and in canada is even better so um it's different, but it's still fun, and that's why we keep on going there. Like, um, there are not many Finnish bands who actually tour USA like that, mm. but we do it almost every year. Uh, it works for us. Good. So UK, um, obviously oh, yes. there's demand. What's is there <laughs> any plans in the work? Yeah, we're kind of looking what Boris is doing now. <laughs> <laughs> how it will affect us because nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, but the plan is to come to UK next year. Just I can't reveal uh, can't reveal the dates or or more than that, but there is a plan. Yeah. Already quite far. So I hope we can reveal the news pretty pretty soon, but there should be more more than just one. There are several shows okay in, yeah. in the uk and ireland as well hopefully that's the plan hopefully we can release the news yep. soon because uh, we've always sense. liked coming to coming to uk uh, because that's kind of the place where we started touring uh, 2005 mm. and 2006 when we did the first real shows we started in the uk so we have a special relation with you guys and uh also, the, the the smaller venues in UK, they can be a little bit shitty, <laughs> but it can still be fun, and the crowd is always good. And, You're uh, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, when... sorry, go on. Uh, but like last time we played in London, what is the venue? Eastlington Academy, Academy sold out 800 capacity. It was really really good. 
but in small smaller places it can be a bit shitty like the environment <laughs> but uh, but the shows are good and the audience is great no, we like to come there anyway so when you look back on your 22 career at this stage can you identify a moment or a specific thing we we feel the most proudest what's are you most proudest of oh that's a yeah. difficult difficult one uh, but um uh... But you, you still feel, uh, remember these certain moments that were kind of uh, changing, changed things. Uh, like our first demo was mm. reviewed in Terrorizer in 2001 and we got like 10 points, full points. And the reviewer said that it's the best demo ever. <laughs> and we were like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> now rock stardom is here. But, uh, <laughs> Of course, it wasn't yet. <laughs> it still got took us two years before we got the recording deal. But uh, it was a great moment that we were recognized like that. We were just a small, unknown demo band at that point. Mm. But when Terrorizer said, oh, this is actually really, really good stuff, we were like, wow, well, we have to keep on doing this. Yeah. Uh, but of course, when we got the first record deal with Candlelight, yep. and... Uh, Later, when we got a deal with Century Media, it was a really big thing, and things leaped forward. Of course, it's a much bigger label, and they can do more for you. So after that, it's been really, we're going up, up and up mm. all the time. And uh, there's a story there, because, uh, because first they, they said that they're actually not that interested, really, Oh. So they kind of rejected us already at one point, but then Jens Prucher, who was uh, head of A&R mm-hmm. at that time, he came to see our show in in Germany, and, and after he saw us live, he wanted to sign us. And it was just a kind of lucky accident that he was there mm. on that day. Uh, things could have been really different otherwise but he was there he really loved us what we were alive and he wanted to sign us so kind of uh, moment that changed a lot of things yeah yeah so old school as well the idea of an a&r man coming to see a show and being so impressed that he signs you it's, it is yeah <laughs> but it actually happened it? Uh, so it's it's a good story it really is so We'll wrap this up with one sort of final bucket list question. What is left for Insomnium to com- accomplish? Is there something on your bucket list as a band that you're like, we, we have to do that? Well, we haven't yet been in, in South America. Mm. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, we were just in Mexico a couple of weeks ago for mm. the first time, and all, all went well. And uh, there are now There are plans that we will try to get our asses to South America hopefully next year yeah or or later but at some point and that's one place we haven't conquered yet yeah uh, but uh of course like everything can can get still bigger uh we ha- have achieved this much but there are things that we can still do and uh but like personally how i see things i'm really happy with the way things are now like i can make a living with this mm. i'm having a good time i'm i'm doing what i love 
I would like to keep things like this as long as possible. So I'm not sure if I can do this when I'm 60, mm. but uh, I will try. <laughs> so that remains to be seen. Well, it's the metal way if the likes of um, Rob Halford and Ozzy Osbourne can be doing it in their 60s. There's no reason why you can't. Exactly. And there's always good that there are some like our friend bands that are a little bit older, like Amorphis or Drug Tranquility and, mm. and the Paradise Lost guys as well, that you can see that, okay, they are still doing it. Yeah. So we have at least five or seven years to do this if they can do it. <laughs> so that's a good thing. And of course, you have Rob Halbert and Ozzy and they keep on doing it. So Yeah. Brilliant. You don't oh. retire from this. No, you <laughs> don't. It doesn't seem like you do. It's yeah. um, till, until the end. Till the end, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Um, good you. luck with the album release. Good luck with the tour. I hope everything goes well. Thank you very much. And hopefully we can announce those UK dates soon. Mm. And we'll see you there somewhere. Brilliant.